some new intro music. I like it. I do too. So, does talking about money stress you out? If so, you're in luck. So, today we're going to talk about raising prices, why it's important, and how to make it happen, which is, I think, the key, <laughs> the key to everything. So, my name is Todd, and I'm here with my wife and business partner, Jen. Hello. And welcome to the Hello Hair podcast, Hello Hair Pro podcast. So, today we're talking about money. All the dollars. Why is it such a... I'm not even going to say hot topic. Why is it such a topic? Why is this such a pain point? Um, I think it is a hard conversation to be had when you talk about money. Or can. And I think it stirs up a lot of reactivity in people, whether you have money oh problems God, yeah. or you wish you could make more, whatever it does. But it, it, it almost like creates like a shit storm within your like soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough because we, I think a lot of it stems from, <clears throat> excuse me, us projecting. So like, for example, you know yes. what you can afford. So you automatically think in your head, which is just the way we're wired for survival, but you think in your head, well, this is where everyone's at. Yes. When in reality, no. I actually think that's 159 million percent true. Not a thing. I know. You can only go to 100. Really? Well, today I'm going 159 million. Percent. Okay, <laughs> perfect. No, I do think there's the um, the projection part is very important because you take you know your own experiences of when you were a kid to whoever wherever you are today, um, and I think you do a lot of times feel that someone else is going to have the same reaction to maybe a price increase or something with money that you would have, and you need to almost dial yourself back and let them do their deciding for themselves and you're just presenting them whatever you need to about money that you need to talk about. That's sure. Sort of backwards, but anyway, hopefully no, you can follow I get that. It. I get it. <laughs> so <clears throat> where to go next with this? Because there are so many like little things we could talk about. I know that other industries struggle and people struggle with talking about money but it's not as prevalent, I guess, mm -hmm. as I've noticed. And maybe it's just because I'm in this industry now. And that's probably why, because I probably see more of that. But right. if you look at how other industries, like I always use Netflix for an example. Mm -hmm. When Netflix raises their monthly price, and if you have Netflix, you've encountered this. They don't feel bad. They don't, there's nothing to it. It's just... You flick on your television, you pull up Netflix, and it says, hey, your monthly price is now this. If you'd like to continue, hit OK. If not, thank you. Mm -hmm. So here's where I think the emotional side comes into it. We're not Netflix, and we have to do it in a personal level, which or one that generally feels very personal to us. And I know for myself in this industry, like some of my clients have been with me a long time. And so when I have to bring up a, a raise for myself that I'm celebrating, but on the inside, I'm wanting to throw up because I don't know how they're going to react. And we're in a one-on-one -on -one situation and it's very uncomfortable and I don't want to lose them. But I also understand everybody has a budget and I've grown into a role where I've gotten much better at presenting like, Hey, my prices are increasing. Um, 
and being okay with whatever their next reaction or conversation is. Some people... So you're not deciding for them. Yes, I just let it go. Then I stop talking, which I like to talk a lot. I take a pause, let them process. Sometimes they come back with a question. And in the beginning, I used to think they're mad at me or all of these things. And a lot of times that was just their process. Some people wouldn't say anything. And the next appointment, they're like, hey, you mentioned this price increase. Like, can you dive into a little more? And I'm like, oh yeah, great. Thanks for asking. Some would text me, whatever. Um, but I've, I guess I've grown to a point where now I can just say, this is, you know, the direction I'm moving in. I hope you can come with me. And I fully understand if, if that's not for you today. Sure. And then I can recommend someone else. That makes sense. And I know we're not Netflix. I know that there's, we're in front of the consumer. Yeah, so the I understand, I understand it's different, but I like to look at other industries. And if you go across other than now, I worked in the gym world where it's also face to face with your clients. Mm-hmm. But if you start looking at other industries, it's not, if we, what I like to do. And the reason I bring that stuff up is because I take what other industries are doing better than we're doing and try to steal that. Yeah. Smart play. Right. I mean, so when you, I mean, pick anything when gas prices go up, they don't even tell you mm-hmm. it's just increased at the pump, take it okay. or leave it. I do think too. And I know right now that's a funny example. Yeah, that is, not, it's it's actually not a funny example, but, but so like for me, when people talk about <clears throat> gas prices, I don't even look at what gas prices are because I have to get gas and I have to pay for it. So I just go to the nearest gas station and I get gas. And that's exactly where I'm going with my point. I think the pricing increases need to just happen within ourselves. Yes. And then we've already decided and then the people can decide from there. Yeah. So if you're questioning it constantly and you're always sort of, I guess not firm and you're not believing in what you're charging, then you're going to have trouble. And I think that's where a lot of people mm-hmm. struggle. Just like I'm struggling to find the words of what I'm, what I'm trying to say right now. <laughs> but I think it starts with us. So if you're confident in your, say you're someone that, um, like we charge hourly at our salon. So say you're someone that charges an, $100 an hour. That's your price. You should rock that. You should be confident. I worked very hard to get here. Yeah. I can't wait till I'm at 150. So there's where to, like at our salon, we're a commission salon. So we coach our staff to be confident behind that. That's a different ballgame. I think, you know, sometimes if you go out on your own, now it's all on you. So you don't have those conversations because you don't have anybody like have your back. So you, you just ignore it and you stay Mm. the course and you don't raise your prices yet. You're super busy and you should be because like, it doesn't feel like someone else is congratulating you or you're not sure if the client will, and you don't have any staff or support staff to do that for you because you're by yourself. Right. Where for us, we're like, if you get to that, we've coached you so much that you're so excited that like you're your own cheerleader. Right. And I do think the more you have the hard conversations or the conversations with your clients, you get better at it. So. Yeah, they don't get easier. You no, just get better at having. Them. Yes. Like now I, I almost embrace it in a way that I, for me, in my mind to, to go into that conversation when there's a price increase, Like I feel it's like my professional side is I need to be telling them from me face to face so that we can just talk about it. Like, hey, this is where it's at. This is the next time you come in, this is what it's going to be. And I want them to hear that from me. I don't want them to get some random email that's so impersonal. I love the personal side to it. And now that I've gotten better, it's still not easy. 
it's definitely not easy, but I'm like, I can give them the options. Like, Hey, this is where it's going. This is what I'm doing, but I'd love to introduce you to so-and-so, or we could stretch it out to here. And we talk through the budget together and it just feels like so I want to So I want to pause on something and back up before we go too far away from it. There's nothing wrong with an email in my opinion. I agree. Totally agree. And so if you're out there listening and you're like, Oh, I like email. They're saying it's wrong. No, we're not. No. I think you should probably write an email to everyone. And then say, Follow can't wait personal. to see you to yeah, talk about it in love person. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I'm probably too personal. That's my problem. And it's always been, I'm like too attached to my clients. And we already know that. Mm-hmm. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's hard to like separate mm-hmm. everything. But at and the some end of, of the I've day. I've known for so long. So I feel like I, I personally want to talk to them. Right. And that's totally fine. But I, I just think at the end of the day. People need to make money to live. Yes. Salons or whatever business needs Mm -hmm. to make money to survive so that it can continue to provide careers and opportunities for its employees and future employees. And any field you're in, you get raises. I don't know how they do it, but more often than not, maybe. Well, a raise would be they give you more money. Yeah. Like that's a normal thing. I don't know why in the hair industry, (laughs) haha, um, it's like bad. Like you, if you've been put your time in and you're growing. Because I think it goes back to that the stylist or the barber isn't comfortable and they, yeah. they're not seeing the worth and the value yeah. that they provide. That's true. Yeah. And we'll get into some stuff. Like before we jump into that, I think it's important to note that the whole reason we wanted to do this topic or cover this topic, open up the conversation was there's so many people out there yelling Stuff like charge your worth. I was going to say, know your worth. Know your worth, yeah. whatever. It, whatever it is. But then there's it's no... It's all the same, but then there's no... How do how? I get there? Like, right. What does that even mean? Like you can... Or charge your worth. That's a big one. Like just charge your worth. But if you... Yeah, just. Like if no one's helping you to know what your worth is... Most people is, don't know how to price services, period. Well, yeah. So like, even if you're sure. an a la carte style commission salon or independent stylist and you charge a la carte, which just means that you charge a different price for different services... I'm curious of where you got those numbers. You probably just took them from someone else that didn't know how to price. Right. And this is an important topic because you, that, that cycle needs to change as well. Yeah. Streamline. So, and same thing with hourly. If, for example, we charge hourly pricing at our salon, if you don't do it accurately, people aren't going to make the money they need to survive. They're going to leave. Right. Can I have a side note here? Yeah, sure. I picked the worst cup to have with this lime green shirt and a yellow cup. If you can see this, it was a bad choice. It totally clashes. Just my side note. All right. It's really bothering no, me. No, that's a but good. I've committed and I'm going to stick with my yellow note. and neon green. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even have noticed that. It's bugging me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a new cup? No, I'm, I, I've committed. Okay, so there's, there's so many people out there yelling... <laughs> Charge your worth, know your worth, just do this, whatever. And they're not, there's no follow-up. There's no, and here's how. Right. So. And we need direction. Let's start with the negative. So like, what do we want to, in this topic, we're talking about raising prices, pricing in general. What are some things we want to avoid? Um, well. Can you tell I was irritated there? My hand was like yeah. shaking. Uh, I would say that you hear this podcast, like, I have to raise all my prices right now. Like, you have to, like, think through it. It's don't, don't rush to do that. Like, have a strategy. Figure that out. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I have in my notes is waiting forever, which is yes. the opposite of what you just said. But it, there's a sweet spot. So you can't wait forever 
because you're avoiding having conversations. Mm -hmm. That's not a good reason to wait because the conversation, like I said earlier, you get better at having them. They never become easier. Right. So there's really no point. You might as well have it now and be making more money. Yes. Than waiting. Than waiting. And and just get salty about it and burnt out and like exhausted, which happens so often. So I think one of the things that people should avoid, and I see this a lot too, and no offense to anyone that does this, but I don't feel like there's a lot of guidance. Mm -hmm. Stop posting stuff that's negative. So I see so many times to my clients, and this is on Instagram, so I don't, it's like a love letter on Instagram, which is fine. Not knocking it. Yeah, I think it came from one of those sources that most people repost. Oh, I don't, I'm not even being specific. Oh, I've seen some. I've just seen multiples over yeah. even the last few weeks. I've yeah. seen like all this stuff. I've seen one that was like, gloves cost this in 1980. Oh, now, no not really 1980, shit. I don't know. And now they cost this like in, in foils, cost, whatever it was. Right. Like It was like showing you how much more expensive like their um, so basic economics. So, tools are. So <laughs> yeah, I think posting stuff like unfortunately due to the rising costs, blah, blah, blah. Because like I just said, no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Like your, that post is almost, in my opinion, I could be wrong, but I'm probably right. In my opinion, I think it's condescending to people because you're assuming that we don't understand basic economics and inflation. You're the one not raising your prices to keep up Mm -hmm. with the times and you're trying to give me a lesson. Yeah, you're better off to just celebrate your raise, celebrate all the wonderful things, all the hard work you put in that is now allowing you to take this pay increase and share it as it's the most awesomest thing that's ever happened to you in your whole entire life because it is. I also think that, and we have a podcast, I think it was on either social media and marketing or social media and marketing together. I don't remember, but we talk about solving problems. Everyone is the, the star, the, the main character in their own movie. I can only see the world through my eyes. I'm the main character. So when you start giving me problems and you're not solving mine, I, I'm not feeling mm-hmm. bad for you. You're just adding stress to my life as, right. a, as a client or a potential client. So when you tell me the, you know, all the woe is me's like the cost of products have increased. Yeah, no shit. That's yeah, what happens to the, to the cost of goods. They if increase. If you're living in today's world, everything has gone up. Always. I've heard people sometimes, I will say in certain times when I've raised my prices, they're like, you know, I was waiting for this. Like, it's about time. And I'm like, oh, okay. You mean positive feedback? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I go into it positive. They're positive. And even the people that are like, oh, I don't know. You know, like they're still happy for me. Like they're like, I, this is great for you, Jen. Just I got to figure out, you know, where I sit. And I'm like, I totally get that. Let me know, you know. And it that's why it, there's other people out there too. Right. That's another thing to avoid is is being held captive by your current clientele. Mm-hmm. And it happens often. I think we do it to ourselves. I think the clients will, most of them will celebrate with you if you're at a point that it, it truly works that you should be raising those prices because then mathematically you're in a, you'll see that it keeps you moving forward. Um, that's the other probably negative is if you do it before really you're ready to do it and then you're in a different situation. Um, but I think you allow the excitement, the excitedness, is that a word? Excitement. excitement. Hmm. I got to get better at this guy. Sorry. The excitement to take over. And that is so contagious that they're like so happy for you. And it's just, I don't know. It's We've cool. probably talked about mindset. Actually, we might've recorded one on yeah. mindset. 
or a few, I don't know if they're out or what, but we tend to, as human beings, it's the, it's a survival mechanism and we tend to focus on the negative constantly. And it's the same thing when you look at your book and you see the one hole in your day and you're like, all you focus on motherfucker yeah. canceled on me again. And now you're not looking at all the other clients you have mm-hmm. for the day or all the other wins you have for the week. Yeah. When you're not looking at what can I get done like with that hour nature. now and still be productive. You look at the one negative and it magnifies. So when you're talking about money and raising your prices, you're going to look at the, you know, two or three or right. 10 clients that are going to leave. Again, it's human nature and, not, and you will. I do it too. I still do it. And not all of the people that are going to stay. Yeah. Or all of the new clients that you're going to attract. Yes. Yep. Or with your price increase, again, if you do it the right way, those whoever leaves with the increase, it's like your buffer. So you still are continually making more. And then you're filling in with the new people that all they know is that price. And they're just so excited they got an appointment with you. And sometimes it's time to to shake it up. And So losing clients when you raise your prices is the point. Yeah. It's part of the point. It's not just make more money. It's to make way. So I always like to new sort energy. of, yeah, new energy, new people, new relationships, yeah. new opportunities. It creates all of those things by you making more money. Who would have thought? Right. I mean, me. And but. some of those clients might have been kind of ready to go anyway, and that just pushes them. And some you might be happy to see go because it wasn't worth it for you. And that's fine, too. And that's where it just kind of creates this really good um, balance. We have a child up. Hold on. Do you want to sit with me? Sure. Okay. All right. So I'm here with my wife and business partner, Jen, and with Oliver. Hi, Ollie. He's not talking, this but he's This is how here. you multitask. This is how you multitask. So I forget where we were at. Oh, the negative. Making room. The negative. And making yeah. Room so for new people. I think it's, it's important. Like, you don't. You might want to lose certain clients because you have clients that just don't make you super stoked every time you see them. And that's okay. You don't, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be trying to be for everyone. You shouldn't be for everyone. It's not a good business model. I say that all the time. And I just think that you need to do what you need to do and then relax because as stressful as it is, you can't make the decision for the other person. They're either choosing to stay with you and pay your price or they're choosing to leave. Correct. That's what it breaks down mm-hmm. to. So I, one of the other things I want to touch on is that I don't think that we need explanations. I don't yes. think, so I already kind of touched on that as far as explaining basic economics to people. I don't think you need to do that. It's condescending. But I also don't think there's very much explanation that needs to happen outside of like, hey, I'm raising my prices. Next time I see you, it's going to be X. And I think because in the hair world, most of us, we're talking all day. So we're used to just talking and talking and talking. So when you get into this, you become way too wordy. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in this rabbit hole and your clients are looking at you like, what is happening here? When yes, just like you said, make it super simple. And literally like, like you said, hey, next time you're in, my prices went up. Here we are. I can't wait to see you. See you then. And call it a day. Yeah, call it a day and let them work through it. So they are probably going to have one of several limited reactions. They're either going to be excited for you and Mm -hmm. it's no big deal. They're going to be negative because they're pissed off, which is fine. That's their choice. 
And that's just real life. Like that does happen. I've had those situations too. And again, it's not comfortable. You grow as a person. You start to realize, I think you're worth even more. Like Mm -hmm. it's bizarre. If you focus on the positive and all the people celebrating with you. Yeah. And then you start to be like, you know, I, this is a good move for me. Like this Mm -hmm. is where I need to be in this. I'm on the right path and I'll attract the right people that support this and are happy about it Mm -hmm. and see my work worth it. And some people, I don't remember if I just said this or not, but some people are probably going to have to work through it and they're going to have some questions and they're, they might be wondering how this affects them. Like you said, they might have a budget. They want to stay with you. Mm -hmm. I've had clients do that. Let them work through that though. Help them, but don't create all these scenarios. Like you had mentioned when we jumped, first jumped on, you know, if some, if you have a budget or I can introduce you, that comes after. Yes. You don't want to open with, hey, my prices are, are going to increase. So next time you see me, it'll be this. If you can't afford that, yeah, you, you know, you're going to talk to this person or whatever. That's so important. Yeah, pause, shut the fuck up yep. and let them, let them process it. Yeah. And then when they have questions or they need your help, then you're there. Yes. And remember the whole time that you are a professional. You're the yes. professional. I, I always, for our staff... One of the things I say often is stop talking. Like I'm like tapping them on the shoulder. Like, stop talking. Like just let let it go, you know? And it <laughs> um, and it's a really good piece of advice. The pause and the stop talking like really help the next just amazing thing to happen, which is just most often you're going to get, this is great. Let me get in in six weeks. More times than not, the person is going to celebrate you. Yeah. Because if you're a professional and you've done your job and you've treated them well and you've taken care of solving their problems and you've been genuine with them the whole time, mm-hmm. you don't really have any anything bad or, or people don't have anything bad to say about you. Yeah. And if you're outside of someone's budget, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Like I want a helicopter, not in the budget. <laughs> I can't have one. That's I don't get cool. to walk into the helicopter showroom do they even have that? I was just going to ask oh that. Oh my God. Is that a thing? If you could even take me for like my birthday to the helicopter showroom, if they have one. Okay. I don't want to buy one. I don't even want to touch one. <laughs> I just want to be in the showroom. So like, I don't get to go into somewhere ridiculous like that though and berate someone because they charge what they need to charge. Because right. if if I could get a helicopter from my budget, I'm guessing they'd go out of business. <laughs> so... Uh, One thing I want to touch on, too, that I believe hourly pricing solves, and this is not a podcast about hourly pricing, but it's a podcast about money. So I think it's important to bring it up. Hourly pricing removes. Okay. Ollie's here. So hourly pricing removes all of the confusion Mm -hmm. or much of the confusion because the way you charge. So if you charge $100 an hour, and you increase your price to 150 an hour. I know it's going from 200 to 300 period right. for a two-hour service. Right. Now, most people charge a la carte, which is like a glaze goes up $3. My haircut, haircut went up 5 My haircut for men went up $2. Yeah. My haircut for women went up 12 It's a much harder conversation. It's fucking confusing. Yeah. That's why. It's a, it's it's it, a model I, I that agree. makes raising your prices difficult. So think about that when you're structuring your you know, um, pricing structure in general. So if you're just starting out, I would look hard into hourly pricing because it solves all of those issues. And people are used to it already. 
Yes. Like it's how people pay. People pay for time. So. And you could take this next, when you, when you do implement your price increase, you could use it to try to streamline your price, streamline your prices also. So whatever that looks like for you, maybe you take a look at that menu and this is how you can try to make it, make it more sense, make it more consistent. Um, make it more sense. Make it more sense. Yeah, that was weird. Make it make more sense. Yes, that. Make it make more sense. Streamline it. Gotcha. So that was a whole bunch of stuff of like what to what to avoid, and we sprinkled in a whole bunch of information and kind of jumped around. But let's get into how to do this. How do we make this happen? What does it look like? So the how and when. So the first thing I think that every single person, no matter what industry you're in, is you need a goal. Yes. If you don't have a goal, what are you moving towards? And I can't help you at all, really. I can't coach you unless I know where you're trying to get. Right. Or where you're trying to go. Cool. Thanks for the feedback. So, <laughs> so, um, so I don't know if I'm going to say it. So basically, <laughs> sorry. It's just like waiting for something that I it didn't happen. So like we coach with our staff, like, what do you, what do you want to make at the end of the year? And a lot of times they're like, I have no idea. So then it's like, okay, let's dial it back. What do you want to make in a month? Still, usually it's no idea. So we usually get to like, what do you need to make in a week? Or what would make you happy? Like, where are your bills at for yeah, the Yeah, you month? have to figure out what metric you're working yeah. in, or, or what unit of measurement we're dealing and with. And that first. is how we dial in like, like what would make you happy to, you know, pay your bills, money left over. And we do this also, and I, I love this, and I think it's so important for this industry we coach it to an aspect of what do you need to make if you never got tipped again? I'm not saying you're never going to get tipped again, but what does that look like for you when you get that paycheck at the end of the week? And then if your clients are tipping you, it's truly a tip of appreciation. And now you're getting paid your worth in your paycheck and anything extra is just happy money. And that's where we, it's really- So many stylists and barbers just got fucking triggered. <laughs> I just, it's so important to look at, it's not what are you charging, whether it's hourly or a la carte, and then like, oh, and if they tip me 20%, now this is what I'm going to make. Take that out. Don't, like, make yourself a salary. Like, what do you truly want to make? That's when you, how you set up your pricing structure, however that looks like for you. And then anything you make on top of that, like I said, that's your happy money and that's just extra. But you've got yourself set up to, if you get yourself booked- then you can know how much you're making. Right. And that goes back to the know your worth crowd that's yelling, yeah. know your worth, but don't forget to tip me. Right. Because I am i haven't figured out that I'm a professional and I should be charging as a professional. Correct. So, and again, no offense. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just no, saying like everyone keeps yelling, charge your worth, but they're not saying how. And then they say things like, we're professionals. Are you? Right. Are you treating it as a profession? Because I don't know any professions that are getting tipped, like right. how, how the hair industry relies on tips. Yes, they set their prices. Like, if I make my 20% in tips, this is what I'm taking home. No, no, no. Right. Set your prices, set your stuff, and, like, this is what I'm making. And like I said, when you – when and however your clients take care of you after, like, it's you should appreciate that. If it's if – it's, five percent you're like it doesn't matter because i set my prices this is extra for me and like, you just triggered a whole other crowd of people if anybody wasn't triggered they are now because they're like but that price would have to be so high to yeah, account for it that would. yes yes that's what we're saying i can speak to that Raise only because that's what my that's how my prices go so yes it's it is what it is 
So you need a goal. You need to figure out what your so all the background noise is our son. He's awake and he is behind the the curtain here. So sorry. And he is playing or whatever or building. I don't know what he's doing back there. Trains. Um So what how do we know when it's time to raise your prices? Now, you can <laughs> come up with some KPI. I like to I like to sort of eyeball it because yeah. um, you can look into the numbers, but when you start looking at exact numbers, then it becomes too black and white. And I don't think this is too black or white of, a, of an issue. Yes, and most people in the industry, they don't care about numbers, right? They care about the money in their paycheck, but not necessarily if you're going to talk in percents or whatever, you, you've lost them. So I like, personally, I have two ways. Um, one I really love is, if you're one of these stylists out there and you're like, I'm fully booked, I have no openings, get on my cancellation list, you need to be raising those prices right away. Like, do not wait. Because if you're that booked, you need, you have opportunity and you're in a great position to make some more money and do it now. So if you're, if you're, so you're talking to somebody that's 100% booked, why should they not be afraid to raise their prices? Because you have too many clients. You have so many people to fill it in. And so when you raise your prices, you're going to lose You clients. might. And imagine if you lose none. Well, then you didn't raise them enough. Uh, and that is the next thing, because that is a true thing, that you you raise them and nobody goes anywhere. And then you ha that means you missed like all of this mark. So like you people yeah, that are like, you my books are closed, I have nothing, my waiting list is this, you have a lot of opportunity topic. to my raise those prices. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, different podcast. Um, to raise them pretty high. I always say too, though, so say you're, you're, you're listening and you're like, I, I'm not fully booked though. Like how long do I wait till this is where I, and maybe you can equate this Todd to a different way, but I like to coach to like, if your book is around the 70% full. Um, so you, you, you have some space, whatever, but if you're up there in that like 70% booked, you still with a price increase, if it's the right way to increase it, even mathematically, how many clients you lose with your increase, you'll still be making more. So or the same. Or the same. And so you, you have you'll now be room making more to bring in new people. Or the same and working less hours. Right. So now it's, again, it's not, the conversation shouldn't be, I lost, you know, X amount of people. It should be like, I have X amount of hours now. I can market. And fill those. I can start writing that blog I wanted mm -hmm. to write. I can start making those videos that I'm always too tired to make or whatever because you have more time. So, and then which I. Which will in turn, I'm going to cut you off again. That's fine. Attract those higher sort of clientele. Yeah. Higher, cool. higher paying clientele. So then I want to talk. Not higher like worth, just, I'm talking about just money. Yep. The, to the stylist that's like, I need to cut back. Maybe you just had a baby. Maybe you have life changes and you're like, I can't work four days behind the chair anymore. You're in a prime position to raise your prices and cut down your hours and either make the same or more money. So you've got to look at that. like Weird. I, it's Some of this I never even looked at till recently, but you, if you need to work less because of whatever engagements you have that are going on personally, and now you're 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 busy... So you can now raise your prices and not take a pay cut and work your less time. Like 
That's how this industry should be so wonderful rather than all the posts I see about avoid burnout, do this. Yeah, avoid burnout by getting your prices where you are, that you're paid enough to do what you want to do, to live how you want to live, to work the hours you want to work. Now, obviously you have to have a built a clientele enough to do this, but you know, if you've been in it long enough, you can, and your life will be better on both sides. I agree. So I think, yeah, it takes a little bit. It might take a little bit. You might have to work it backwards. If you look at. You're good at that with that. You have a great way of doing that. If you look at. It's just math. I know. But if you look at what you want to make, and I say want because a lot of people too often, I think they go to, this is what I need to make. Anything mm-hmm. extra would be great. No. What do you want to make? You got in, you got into the industry. Yes. I know all the corny answers. Again, I'm not picking on anyone, but I just love people. I just want to work with people. That's all well and good, but you still have problems like you need to eat or you need to provide for your family or you need a mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. And those problems get solved with money. Mm-hmm. That's how our society works. Yes. So, like it or not. Right. Like it or not, I don't care. But you have to have a game plan on how to get ahead, how to get yes. beyond what you need. I like your... So you might have a, what do you want to make? And then like, or what do you have to make? And what do you want to make? And maybe your first. I don't even want, I've had staff that try to tell me like, well, this is what I need to cover bills. I don't care. I don't want the number. Well, so I was just going to give a piece of advice. Like you could. Sure. I'm getting too aggressive. Yeah. You don't have to increase all the way to like, what would be your dream making, but you could have a strategy to get there. That's where I was going on the increases and the jumps to get there. So maybe it's a little less scary and something that you can like be on board and be, and be excited about. Cause you have to be excited too. Like you have to be really like, I'm proud of myself and I'm doing this. And maybe for you personally, it's little jumps to get there. Maybe there's someone else that's like, I am friggin' ready and you're going for it. That those are just different people. The cool thing is, is that it's whatever path works for you, but you, if you're busy enough or, or so busy that like you're turning away people, you don't have room. You should, you need to do this. It's like non-negotiable. You're doing yourself and your, your clients a disservice by charging less because you're working more. So the, the only way to make more money for you, if you don't want to raise your prices is to take work more, more people, take more clients. Yeah. Right. And hope if you're charging a, a la carte, hope they're ticket items and not, you're just taking more lower priced items, which is again, a whole nother podcast. But what you need to do, like what you were saying is when you have your goal, again, look at the steps that it's going to take to get there, Mm -hmm. you know, and break that down. I think one thing I want to touch on before we wrap up is that raises should be based on pricing and not commission. Absolutely. So, and I, I don't, I don't, You'll make more money. I don't. Yes, I don't want to get into <laughs> math equations, but I've shown a ton of people this in salons. If you increase your, you know, commission percentage from forty-five to forty-seven, or fifty to fifty-two, or whatever the numbers are, fifty to fifty-four, it doesn't matter. Which that would be insane. Don't do that. <laughs> um, if you increase those numbers, you're hurting the business for one. And if you're a stylist, you might not care. And if you don't care about the business you're at, you're at the wrong business. So that's another topic. But you're hurting the business at that point, and you're hurting yourself. So by increasing, you know those those percents, you might be looking at say like thirty, forty, fifty dollars a week in a paycheck. But by increasing your price, and this is why I'm a big fan of yeah. hourly pricing, 
if you increase your prices, maybe by like $20, you're going from 70 to $90. If you work 30 ish hours a week, that's like $270 yeah. a week. Way so do you want that 30, 40, $50 or do you want the 270? 270 is more makes sense yeah. to me. It's not rocket science. I can break down the math. Maybe we'll do a quick bonus episode and break down numbers. Yeah. For those sometime, of you that are interested, but, it's, it's very cool. Um, anything else before we wrap up? I don't think so. All right, let's get out of here. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, jump on our mailing list. That will be down in the show notes. And I guess we'll just see you next time with more of what we're up to. And if you need help, holler.